Lisa. Lisa's getting into it. Welcome to Sunnydale. <laughs> welcome to Welcome to Sunnydale. Oh yes, welcome. Welcome to Welcome to Sunnydale. <laughs> I'm Steve McClellan. I'm Lisa Kaler. And uh, we're your hosts for today. So let's start with Better Know a Host. Better Know a Host. Do you have a good one, Lisa? Uh, you know, until this very moment, I had yet again forgotten to come <laughs> up with a thing. Um, so what did you come up with, Steve? Uh, a thing the listeners might not know about me mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. I once plunged an exacto gouge into my hand when i was making a wooden boat for my wood carving merit badge in boy scouts <laughs> i still have a little scar oh yeah. yeah um i tore my acl in high school Ooh, we're both doing injury ones that's yeah a theme today. well that's yeah i <laughs> kind of stole your idea <laughs> not gonna lie your your injury is a lot better than mine that's true i yeah that was serious <laughs> i had to have surgery and i have a bigger scar <laughs> so i'm better <laughs> <laughs> well that's yeah that's that's great lisa i'm glad you <laughs> yeah all right well that's better know a host <laughs> i hope that was thrilling very thrilling yeah. very yeah mm-hmm. so let's get into the episode then shall we mm, yeah let's do it so the first thing that i noticed in this episode that Ep- was episode five. oh yeah sorry this is season one episode five never kill a boy on the first date good life advice i think i mean generally wait well, till the third date at least at least the third date yeah Unless you like, you, you just really, really feel like that yeah, connection. You really like, want to really, really just kill wanna him. slay him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to be like slay shaming anybody here. Oh, like, yeah. if you want to, if you want to kill a boy on the first date, like, right, right. don't let society tell you not to. That's true. That's true. I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't make those kind of general rules for people. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so my my first thought was uh, the fight with the vampire in the graveyard, and and mm-hmm. Buffy dusts this guy. And then Giles comes out to sort of admonish her for taking too long or something like that. And <clears throat> he picks up a ring that was left on the ground. Mm-hmm. And my question is, so the vampire was wearing clothes. Yeah. But those went away with the dusting. Mm-hmm. So is jewelry like the exception to the like things that you're wearing get dusted rule or what? I mean, I don't think that's the case, but I think it was just a magical ring. Although now that I'm thinking about it, what... What did that ring actually do? It just had a symbol that led them to the thing. Yeah, exactly. The ring didn't have any importance. No, I don't think it was magical. I didn't get any sense that it was magical. I just assumed it was because it didn't disappear. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But otherwise, it did nothing. No, no, I think it was just just like a little clubhouse decoder ring that the, what are they called? The Brethren of. Brethren of the. Aurelius? Yes, yes. Or I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, the brethren or the brotherhood of Aurelius. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they all have their yeah secret secret rings on, so you can identify gonna, them really well. I'm gonna go ahead and say that, like, what in the hell mouth were you thinking? What in the hell mouth were they thinking? Don't wear a secret ring that doesn't do anything and doesn't dust. Yeah, exactly. They would have uh, had no idea. Yep, you would have seen none of this coming if you had just kept your secret decoder ring at home. Yeah. <laughs> what were you even decoding that late at night? <laughs> Did you have a? first thoughts yeah um no i think my my first thought was i was checking uh buffy's neckline and she is not wearing her cross necklace so apparently it's not something that she's always wearing okay so the last episode when i said i knew it was a dream because of that i was completely incorrect (laughs) i mean i was right because i knew it was a dream but that's our our first um Buffy, Bo- Buffy blooper. Or yeah. Yep. Gilmore goof. No, wait, that's not. That's a different <laughs> no, that's show. Not, that's not <laughs> Buffy blooper. Yeah. Buffy blooper. I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, I had another thought, uh, which was the master is giving one of his big monologues mm-hmm. to his minions, and he ends it with "Here endeth the lesson," which I only know is that. Is that a reference to the movie The Untouchables, where Sean Connery gives a big speech and then says, here endeth the lesson? I've, Has the master seen The Untouchables? I've never seen The Untouchables. Oh, we gotta we gotta make you watch it sometime. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll weigh in. Yeah, then you can weigh in. But I don't is that is that some Christian liturgy reference that I mean I don't the know rest about? of it was like kind of cr- vaguely Christian y, yeah. like and so it is written and blah blah mm-hmm. blah, I feel like. 
Yeah, so maybe Sean Connery was referencing something in The Untouchables, and the Master is also referencing that same thing. Yeah, maybe the Master just is Sean Connery. <gasps> in an alternate... Spoilers! Oh, sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I didn't say anything for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, everybody disregard that last yeah. comment. We don't... We don't know. Maybe he's maybe Sean, he Connery. Sean Connery. Maybe maybe he's somebody else. Yeah. We just don't know. At this yeah. Point. yeah. Not enough evidence to say. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Here's another thing. Um, the When Buffy was talking to Giles in the library for the first time in this episode, mm-hmm. um, she has some sort of quip where she's like, the watcher is yet to score. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's because he's a virgin? He's a virgin. That's reinfor- exactly <laughs> <laughs> reinforcing <laughs> this never fully stated but implied thing. Clearly a virgin. Giles is a virgin. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, Giles. <laughs> I know. I think I think it's confirmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was an interesting scene because it showed Buffy like like looking at the ring, finding a symbol, immediately finding it in the book when Giles had not mm. showing yet another instance of her being like very clever maybe intuitive i'm not sure which way you want to say it totally um but then right after that you have owen that comes in that's like oh i didn't expect you to be such like a you know bookwormy kind of type and giles also being like i would be so surprised if you ever checked out a book or whatever it's like yeah right it's like what do you mean jet like why are you putting down her intelligence like yeah do you think they're both being like sexist right there? Like she's like a cute girl, blonde. I think maybe so. I think it's, wears the, it's nice what clothes. happened to me. Like they yeah. started off, Buffy is very intelligent, and then they have these characters that are like not acknowledging it, and then you just go with the blonde trope. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, she's blonde. She's she doesn't know anything. She doesn't read books. But clearly she does because she knew where that image was in that book. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And she yeah, and like you said, in the you know she's shown herself to be smart in multiple instances. Yeah. And if anything, the issue with her not being like book learning smart is yeah. that she doesn't have time to do any schoolwork because she's constantly fighting yeah, right. vampires and saving the world so so what if she doesn't know emily dickens yeah. <laughs> that's an easy mistake to make when you're being right? flustered by a hot dude like yeah exactly. i'm sure i've made that mistake yeah before. i was gonna say have you had been flustered by by a hot dude hot dude and made that mistake <clears throat> i don't think i've been flustered by a hot dude and made that mistake but like I mean, Emily Dickens in particular. The, the Emily Dickens mistake. I've never made that mistake. <laughs> Please. Here's what I'm saying. I think I've made that mistake and I've been flustered by a hot boy, but not at the same time. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Everybody get that? We're good. Okay. Do you like Emily Dickinson? I do. I really do like Emily Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally recite some of her poems. Oh, yeah. I oh, wondered. Yeah. I wondered. <laughs> Don't. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you want. No, no, no. There's, it's not even. A, there's nothing that's relevant to the episode. There'd be no point in me reciting it. That's true. That's true. It's pretty short though. So if anybody wants to hear me recite it, just send an email to oh, yeah, welcome we'll, to we'll Sunnydale Podcast at gmail dot com, and I will Dickinson. send you an MP3 of me reciting Emily Dickens. <laughs> He'll do it. <laughs> he probably already has one, just ready to go. <laughs> That's what you do at night, isn't it? <laughs> whispers in the dark. You always, yeah, whenever you walk in on me, uh, like using the computer surreptitiously at three in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at porn. I'm, I'm recording my poetry, your, your poetry. My, my Emily Dickinson oh my recitals. <laughs> I knew it. I know. I'm so, so sorry. Can it's I, so much worse than you imagine. I know. It's, it's <laughs> my nightmares. Um, can I tell you something that might hurt your feelings then? I love it when you tell me. Oh, okay, good. Uh, so Owen has that line where he's like, "Oh, I lost my Emily Dickinson." You know, I know it sounds dumb, but I just like to keep her around. <laughs> and like my immediate response was like, "Yeah, that sounds dumb." <laughs> <laughs> you sound real dumb right now, dude. Well, no, okay. So I I was a little bit confused about the character of Owen um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because he's first shown he's like, oh, he's a sensitive guy. Like he has an Emily Dickinson book that he uses as a security blanket. But then there's this quick turnaround where he's like, yeah, let's sneak into the funeral home and look at a dead body. Like, is that what a guy that like has an Emily Dickinson I, poetry book would be like? I think they, like? that wasn't what bothered me. Yeah? Um, I thought it was weird that he's like this sensitive dude and he's like, d- describes himself as being kind of moody and like into death and really relating mm. to that. But also all the girls are super into him. Like Cordelia's into him. I guess he's pretty cute. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's like a hot 
20 mid 20 mid to late 20 something guy in high school <laughs> <It's true. laughs> all the girls want to get with Love that it. he's like super tall i guess i don't know but I, I mean you tell me you were a girl in high school did you find like brooding poetry dudes attractive and uh guys that thought a lot about death and no also yeah is emily dickinson the poet of choice for guys that think about death a lot like why isn't he reading poe or something like that yeah that's a lot more yeah emily dickinson writes about the only one is like um what is that death stopping for me or whatever is that emily dickinson um, if you say it is, I believe you. I think I'd have to check okay. it. I'd have to look it up. Most of the stuff of hers that I've read is not. It's not been mm. very brooding death stuff. I mean, it's like, like broods a little bit about love and unrequited love and mm. like mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but, welcome to the Emily Dickinson. Podcast. <laughs> welcome to yeah. <laughs> Dickinson dudes, yeah. where, where we discuss. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm into it. <laughs> Welcome to Amherst. Yeah. Which is oh, yeah. the Bell of Amherst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought I thought that was a little weird. I don't think it's it's weird that somebody who's, like, broody and thinks about death would be like, yeah, let's break into, like, a, a funeral home. Like, I want to see a real dead body. Yeah. That didn't seem that strange to me. Right. I, I guess I, I don't associate the Emily Dickinson poetry kind of guy or with like, like the a guy that, troublemaker like yeah and the guy yeah. who says he has a security blanket like, yeah he does he didn't strike me as tr- like troublemaker and then at the end of the episode he's like Full let's on. go down the street at three in the morning and pick a fight yeah. at a bar what crazy like yeah, you mean the bronze he, like what? yeah Does this guy grew up to be tyler durden or something like that like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a little strange but that, you know it shows good judgment that buffy's like Oh. It does. I yeah. I got to give her credit for that. Yeah. Um, that she didn't. She didn't find that like. She wasn't exciting. like so into him and so desperate for a date. Yeah. That exactly. she went out with yep. him anyway. Mm-hmm. She like knew herself and knew that this was a bad idea and was like, "This mm-hmm. hurts a lot and I'm bummed about it, but it's it's mm-hmm. not right." Yeah. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. But no, actually, was... it's you. <laughs> Just more proof that. Uh, <laughs> it's true. That that line is it's it's you. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a really nice thing. Would you so um. Without saying whether or not Owen comes back to the show, would you want him to come back? Like, did you think that was a good character? Um, not really. I don't yeah. find him particularly interesting mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, what did you think about? He had a line at some point where he said, um, something about like, "Oh, I don't like." most girls they're like frivolous frivolous all they think about is dates or something like that yeah did that strike you as extremely sexist oh very much okay (laughs) yeah yeah and yet like you clearly like want to go on a date with this blonde girl that you already said you don't think is like a bookworm yep why aren't you going after willow who's yeah right how come willow always gets the shaft in these like you are this like deep intellectual brooding guy who thinks about death a lot and yet you're not into like this really smart girl that yeah well, I mean, Buffy's really smart. I don't want to yes. say that. But no, like, of course, yeah. <clears throat> but you're not actively seeking out the person that everyone knows is like... Yeah, like Willow has the reputation for being smart. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I thought it was. He's a jerk. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't really asshole. care for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Glad he's... Glad he got broken up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I had a, a question mm. um, about Owen. So while they are in the funeral home mm-hmm. and he still thinks that they're just breaking in to see like dead bodies and everyone right. else around them knows what's going on. Do you think it's ethical to not tell him of the danger that he's in? Mm. How do you think that situation could be played differently or do you think they did it completely as they should have? So it's a little complicated because by not telling him you're potentially putting him in greater danger in that situation. But if you tell him, like, vampires are real, um, you could be putting him in, in much greater danger down the line. If He's he... unlikely to believe you. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, but greater danger down the line, yes. Well, just in the sense that, like, uh, you know, the more people that know about vampires, or at least as Buffy understands it, like, the mm-hmm. more danger the civilians are in like yeah. that you know if he if he decides he's going to go out and fight vampires let's say which doesn't seem like it would be too out of character with this guy yeah uh you know now now he's almost certainly going to get himself killed if yeah. he does that yeah um although you know it ended up amounting to the same thing because now he does know about vampires mm-hmm. which well, I, do you think yeah. he does 
Well, do you think he just thought that guy he, rose from the dead with a weird well, face and like he said he's like the guy tried to bite me what a sissy oh yeah he did i don't think that he knew at the end at the episode yeah that's a good point he didn't know yeah what a sissy he tried to bite what is that about too yeah what a, also bites what a, can be deadly yeah i mean not even just in a vampire sense <laughs> and like a, like germs transmitting and like <laughs> or just like having your throat ripped yeah out. right yeah. right to the jacket yeah yeah i you know i would i wouldn't I wouldn't call someone a sissy who tried to bite my neck. I think I would try and get away from them and then yeah. be scared and yeah. call them. And an what asshole. kind of person tries to bite you? Like somebody who's dangerous, I think. Yeah. I don't think normal, like safe people try to bite you. <laughs> That's my understanding. I don't know if we, I, I don't want to speak for everyone. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's very true. And I, do, I don't want to be offensive to to biters. Yeah, but like kink community oh yeah no, no, no. Like, clearly totally. there's consensual yeah consensual biting, biting. it doesn't totally mean you're okay. not a normal yeah. person consent anything. is the magical fairy dust that turns that's true, that's any, true. yeah sex act into making love yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> completely <laughs> uncontrolled reaction to the phrase it's it's like moist or clutch of clutch eggs, of eggs. Oh, God. <laughs> I saw you making love to a moist clutch of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I think I just destroyed my brain. Oh, never. I can't look at things. Yeah. And it's really going to be rough that episode two seasons from now where the whole Scooby gang oh, makes no, love don't to say a it. moist clutch of don't eggs. say it. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Yeah, Was moving it ethical? On. Uh, ethical, I, I would say it's a bit of a gray area, but they made mm-hmm. the decision on the fly, and it was a defensible one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I, I I was thinking through that as I was watching it, and I was like, if I had a moment of like, this is really unethical. Like, he mm-hmm. has no mm-hmm. idea what kind of danger he's in, so he has mm-hmm. no idea, like, to prepare himself for, like, he might die or get injured or have to do something. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like in that moment, I don't think there would be a way to convey that information to somebody, have them believe you. And right. And, 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 and I mean, like in some sense, so they, they definitely couldn't or shouldn't have told him back at the bronze right. because at that point they had no way of knowing he was going to follow them. Yes. And they, they did their best to not get him to follow. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Um, and if they had said like, definitely don't follow us, real dangerous vampires or something that's like not, that, yeah, that's not okay. he would have absolutely followed them. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah. So I think, and once he's there, there's not much you can do. Like, you know, he's, if, if a vampire attacks him, like it did, yeah. he's going to run away from it. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know what else you can. Yeah. Speaking of that scene, I, I was curious. They're in an observation room. That's what it mm-hmm. says on the door. Yeah. And it's like a nice, like leather seats kind of office mm-hmm. it looks like with a window to like a medical examining table is this a normal part of a funeral home do you like watch your loved ones being embalmed or whatever they you know, do i wonder room? if it's my guess mm-hmm. would be because you do have observation rooms i think for um what's it uh autopsies um, oh really well yeah because you have to have somebody that's doing it and then i think you have someone also that's early like if you're practicing you have someone that's overseeing you and like recording okay. it and you have to like record all your findings and stuff okay okay interesting it doesn't seem like if they're doing autopsies there that doesn't seem like a crazy room but i feel like if it's just a yeah do you normally funeral? do autopsies at a yeah no that's that's home. not that doesn't seem those right. are separate yeah well, i don't, I don't know, what know that. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh any funeral home directors it was for a cool please, scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> funeral home let directors. us know Tweet at us. Yeah, at, tweet. At Welcome to Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it was it was there so that that for vampire that could scene. smash it with his head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And deliver um, the most oh, amazing. the best line of the episode, certainly. Yeah. Smashes the window. <laughs> and then. Breathes in the scent of the humans. Pork and beans. Pork and beans. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of lost. That ruined the moment a little bit for me. Oh, what had previously been such a great dramatic moment of it, the guy was, being like, I have been judged. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's dramatic. It's true. I, I, I would say that that first shot where like they open the curtain and the body's lying there and he's like, 
do bodies normally ner- move and you see the fingers right, start yeah. to twitch i was like okay that that's pretty creepy i yeah, like that yeah um but yeah there's something there's something a little bit cartoonish to me about that sort of southern christian like stereotype it is a little bit vampire yeah. Yeah. yeah felt a little cliched what did I you think, think what did you think of the of the scene on the bus where he's like stomping up and down the little like airport shuttle <laughs> talking about yeah yeah, um, yeah just, he doesn't look i mean did you i mean so the first time you watched this episode did you think that guy was the anointed one i feel like that's what they were trying to set up oh yes i'm sh- i'm sure that i did the first okay. time that i watched it right but and then, then you, this time i watched it mm-hmm. i thought he was a vampire and then i was really upset that you saw his reflection in the bus mirror, like the driver looks up yeah. and sees his reflection. I was like, "Wait, that dude's a vampire!" And then I was like, "Oh, wait, not yet." <laughs> yep. So, so actually, let's uh, let's talk about the anointed one since we're <clears throat> we're getting to that point. So the anointed one, you know, yep. How do you, how do you feel the... about that ending? The little surprise, like, and she will not know him, and yeah, she, he will lead her into hell. Yeah, I mean, it was. I like the setup that it's like, oh, you know, there's this prophecy mm-hmm. that she will not know him, and then it comes true because she. Yeah. Exactly, uh, which is fine, but then the reveal of that like little kid little is <laughs> felt like really <laughs> um, like a, a disappointment. I don't know. I didn't. I, I don't find agree. that little boy creepy or menacing in any way. I love the I love the setup because it shows them going from like, oh, we saved mm-hmm, the day, and mm-hmm. like at least we don't, you know, the master's gonna be mad because we got his anointed one, mm-hmm. and then it, you know, is revealed that they didn't. Like yeah. that's such a good idea mm-hmm. but the little boy is a really terrible piece to that yeah uh, right like like he's not yeah scary. so i feel like we need like what they needed at this point is you know they've, they've already sort of defeated the master's plans once so he seems like a little bit less threatening mm-hmm. i feel like what they need at this point in the show is something to make it seem like the master is a serious contender mm-hmm. and to show that he has like some eight-year-old boy it's yeah, not, not does not make him seem more menacing. Yeah. So I think it would have been interesting if it was like maybe if one of the women on the bus there weren't any like teenage women or something. It would be an interesting plot line if the anointed one was somebody that was high school aged and then oh. befriended Buffy. Yeah, like a good yeah, like a foil to Buffy. And like then the she dark leads Buffy into hell for yeah. some reason, like is in danger. That like that would be been, great. That would have been a great plot line. Yeah. And it would like seem really devious and be like, oh, like, what is- in the hell mouth were the writers thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, writers. Yeah. If you could go back, <laughs> would yeah, you yeah. kill off that little boy? And instead, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we should we do a more a more thorough? I briefly said, what in the hell mouth were you thinking? But should we sure, do a more yeah, thorough sure. I, I, um, investigation? Yeah, go ahead that? if you have some stuff to say. I didn't have a lot of. A lot of stuff for that one. Yeah, but. actually, it didn't even occur to me. Like, I had nothing until um, mm-hmm. that moment when I was like, wait, why didn't that ring? Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, what in the hell mouth were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't have secret Dakota rings that don't yep. dust and then no one knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, the plan kind of worked. I mean, she didn't know the anointed one, so I guess. Yeah, that's true. So far. There's and no- if, if their plan was to use that. Uh, serial killer guy as a yes, decoy anointed decoy. one worked perfectly. No, so they're doing pretty. Congrats good. to you, villains, yeah. in this one episode. Um, although I, I, yeah, I, I was sort of the there. This whole prophecy. Um, do they have to publish their prophecies like this? <laughs> like yeah. the master is a character in this mm-hmm. in this prophecy. Yeah, couldn't somebody just tell him and then That's not true. like. Make, yeah, I mean, I, is it possible to keep this stuff out of the hands of the Watchers? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just thinking maybe they could do like a like oral history or something. But then you don't even really yeah, need right. to do that because vampires live so long. Like you don't yeah. have to pass down a tale. Yeah, I mean, how uh, is the master as old as this prophecy? Because if so, all you got to do is tell him. Then yeah. he'll know. Yeah. Maybe that was like the master's like secret diary. That's what that's somebody to told him, and he was like, "Dear diary, today I learned of a prophecy. Don't tell anyone." XOXO, the master. <laughs> I hope they do like a, a spinoff prequel where we see the master in high school. And- oh my god! <laughs> he still has yeah. he still has a crazy looking face. Yeah. He's really awkward, and he keeps a journal. Yeah, and he's just like brooding all the time with his Emily Dickinson. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> Owen goes back in time, <laughs> finds a time machine, becomes the master. Master the Buffy Slayer. Or yeah. <laughs> master the Slayer Slayer. I don't know. What the- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Master the Slayer Slayer. Yeah. It's good. I'd watch it. I would watch it. Yeah. I'd watch it. It's, it's about time. I mean, you know, there was Buffy. There was Angel. We need... Master. Yeah. We need a third... Yeah. yeah, you know what I really want. Okay, so I have something that I wrote down that I thought was pretty Go interesting. Yeah. Um, I was really intrigued by Giles' line about, you know, I was ten years old when I was um, told yes. that I would become a watcher. Yes, you know, because my father was and his mother. Yes, but it's it's so interesting for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. One, super cool that his grandmother was a his watcher. Grandmother was a watcher. Yeah, just indicating that there are female watchers. Mm-hmm. Two, it was like, oh. What is the Watcher mythology? Exactly. Is this like a thing that's passed down in a family? Like, mm-hmm. and if that's the case, I mean, you know, they're, they're, if that's the case, it's a big deal that Giles is a virgin. Yeah, like, right. Who's this going to be You need to get to? on it, Giles. Get on it, yeah. No, you are I, no spring chicken. You got to have some. Seriously. But no, I thought that was, yeah, because at this point we know very little Not about much. the Watchers and, and like what they're. Are, you know, is there more than one watcher out in the world? Is it just Giles? Is it just his family? Like what yeah. we know almost nothing about the watchers. And so that is an interesting glimpse into mm-hmm. into the watcher mythology mm-hmm. that, you know, pairs with yeah. the Slayer mythology. And also, so what would, would indicate to me that there have to be more watchers out there mm-hmm. is that he said his father was a watcher. Mm-hmm. Um but he didn't say anything about like, oh yeah, and that Slayer that the watch that my dad was the watcher for. Right. So if they're the only watchers, like, was there just not a Slayer at the time? There has to be a Slayer. There's always there's always a Slayer. There's always a Slayer. Um, and if they're the only watchers, then he would have had experience with Slayers already. It's true. And he might have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's I mean, another question about the watchers is if if there's more than one of them, how they did how did they decide who gets who, to be who, who's like the main watcher? Yeah. yeah. Um, does that mean Giles is like the king of the watchers or is he like, yeah, yeah. where does he fit into this? Is he just the lucky watcher that happened to be? Yeah. Do they just take turns? Do they yeah. draw straws? <laughs> yeah. I is was it like, just like wherever like the slayer no appears, like the, one, oh, the nearest, yeah, the watcher, nearest gets, watcher gets just, the job? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that seems unlikely because they imply that Giles had been working oh, and, right. then and then he came moved, to Sunnydale yeah. he was the new librarian right yeah okay he yeah. had he'd been I think the line was something like that he was the curator of the British Museum or a British Museum <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's true yeah so I would love to watch a show called Giles that shows Giles yes being a watcher like being 10 years old and being Giles told he's being gonna be a, a watcher yeah, and like totally yeah, it's interesting that they used the phrase, uh, or that he used the phrase destined or destiny, yeah. talking to about it. Because, yeah. like, um, does that mean that he there's this... Not. <laughs> what, yeah, well, could he? I mean, is there, is there at this point, we don't know much about the, the Watchers, like I said. Is, mm. there, is there a hand of fate involved the same way for the Slayers? Their sort of destiny is yeah. foisted upon them? Is that the same Do you get some sort of watchers? Yeah. supernatural powers some kind librarian of librarian powers oh yeah <laughs> you're really good at card catalogs you just <laughs> you instantly know everything about dewey decimal <laughs> yeah. you don't have to go to librarian school yep uh yeah so i don't know i don't know we we just have to wait and find out i guess yeah um <clears throat> uh, but i would be like if that could happen that show like yeah. i would watch the crap out of like totally giles or like the watcher who, any watcher who would you get to play young giles Ooh. yeah <laughs> Ooh. um Good question. Do you have anyone right away? No, not off the top of my head. I was just going to say Channing Tatum immediately. (gasps) Do you think he's like a little bit too buff? Yeah. But he would be great at it. (laughs) Can he do a British accent? I don't know. I I want to see it. Even if it's a terrible British accent, (laughs) I want to see Channing Tatum playing young Rupert I feel like you could probably get like um, like a Harry Potter kid to Oh, yeah. There's like a million of them. They're all out of work now. Daniel Radcliffe, the watcher. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, that would work. That would totally work. Um, we already know how he looks. What in about glasses. what's the one? What's the one that like Neville Longbottom, the kid, the guy that played Neville Longbottom? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd be good. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I like it. If you have any suggestions for who should <laughs> oh, play yes. Young Giles, yeah. <laughs> send them to Welcome to Sunnydale Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Hashtag at young Giles. <laughs> Hashtag Young Giles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had another. Another thing about that scene that I really enjoyed was he had a line 
um, he was talking about like I have all of these like um, prophecies and books and things like that, but nobody gave me an instruction manual. Mm. And he says we're all just feeling our way through it. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's such a great like life advice. Like I, the past three episodes that we've watched, there have been lines that stuck out in my head as like really good advice mm. in life or like okay. really deep, meaningful mm-hmm. um, things. And that's and that yeah and that's continues that pattern. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I should make a we should make a segment like words, totally. words to slay by. Right? Words to slay by. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like it. We're all just feeling our way through. Yeah, no, that's true, and it's it's especially meaningful coming from Giles as it does because mm-hmm. Giles right now is the like the most serious mm-hmm. uh, sort of adult figure mm-hmm. in her life. You know, He's her mom to is be... like okay. sorry. Yeah, her mom is like. Uh, out of touch with what Buffy actually does. She doesn't Mm -hmm. know, you know, Flutie, the principal is like kind of a goofball and like doesn't really know what's going on Mm -hmm. in the same way. Giles is the only real adult figure. And to hear him say like, you know, I'm I'm sort of in this situation with you. I think it's such a good, um, like this relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a moment that kind of starts like a almost parent, um, yeah. offspring that sounds weird but like father-daughter relationship <laughs> yeah, parent, i was trying child. to be gender neutral with yeah, that yeah. child that's there a word <laughs> offspring. i like that you thought of offspring before you thought of child yeah. you know i'm just i'm a biologist and <laughs> child doesn't apply to everything parent spawn <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes yes yeah um but it's such a good like interesting par- i am i am not a parent but mm-hmm. it's such an interesting like Giles is the authority figure, which Mm -hmm. parents are. Mm -hmm. But this is his first time with a Slayer that we know of, as far as we can tell. And, like, he doesn't have an instruction manual. And I think that's Mm -hmm. such a – that's a parent thing, too. Like, nobody has a manual on being a parent. And you just kind of feel your way through it. And you, like, make mistakes. And you – Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, it's such a complicated relationship. And it's nice to see it start to really form in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, it's it's a complicated relationship because Giles is or the Watcher in general is in this position where they're, you know, as much responsible for the fate of the world as the Slayer is like their whole job is to make the Slayer prepared to defend the world from evil. Yeah. But they're also likely to be the only person in that Slayer's life that is an adult and that knows what they're going through. Yeah. So yeah. They, ha- they have this sort of dual role of being like kind co- of a parent yeah. and, and also being a, like a co-defender of the world. God damn it. I'm just going to close Chrome real quick here. Hold on. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yes, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Is that like the ninth community reference we've had on this probably, podcast? Probably. <laughs> We're just getting pumped because it's yeah. season six. Um, Coming soon. Yeah, we can. Well, next, our next podcast will be community compatriots or <laughs> community. <laughs> <let's> <laughs> yes, I already have so many things to say about. Oh, anyway, yeah, you could do. You could definitely do a podcast. It's my, about it's that my show. favorite pilot ever. Oh, oh, really? Your favorite pilot episode? It might be. I just think it's so. Well, I'll save well, this. Yeah, I'll we'll save s- this. Save this, this, good, this good material. Save it for, yeah. the, mm-hmm. for community. Saving it. Compatriots. Yeah. <laughs> compatriots. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better. Comrades. Companions. Comrades. Yeah. yeah. Community comrades. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Talked about Giles. Mm-hmm. Parent. Difficulties of that. <clears throat> uh, the band at the Bronze. This episode mm, yes. is called Velvet Chain. Mm. Um, and they, I looked up their website. Their last album was in 2004, so I don't think they're still together. But mm. um, they do have a link on their website that says, like, for Buffy fans. And it takes <gasps> you to all this, like, oh my God. pictures and stuff from the episode and things like that. So yeah. I think they're pretty excited to have performed on the show. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? They should be. <laughs> yeah. I would be. Uh, yeah. uh, I would make a it- band in L.A. in the late 90s just to get on that show oh yeah i would do it now to get on the show do you think that do you, <laughs> do you think it'll work did the, did the show end i, I haven't gotten <laughs> no, no spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> still hoping it, i got it i got an audition Fingers crossed. <laughs> um do you want to talk about the, the did you have other things to say about the band oh uh, not really okay. uh, yeah that's all, all that the information i got style mm-hmm. style report fashion fashion yeah, style. fashion yeah sure go for yeah. it um 
Well, I noticed that she wasn't wearing her cross uh, Buffy yes, in the beginning. Yep. She was wearing cross earrings, it looked like, though. Oh, really? So, I guess yeah. that, that works maybe even better. Because the vampire doesn't usually come at your throat from the front. They come in from behind from like the side, on the side. They're, they're going to burn their face on that burn their face on those earrings. earring. That's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there was some animal print. Um, Buffy had that like it was like a hoodie thing. Oh yeah, it was like a sort of tiger print or yeah. something like faux fur. I don't yeah, know what that was. Yeah, and then the band. What made me think of it was the the lead mm-hmm. vocalist for the band was wearing like a cheetah print, leopard print dress. I missed that. Interesting. No, she was. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess that I, the only thing I remember. Uh, the two things I remember noticing was Buffy's dress in like the first scenes that had like green, the green one. Yeah, green plant stuff on it. Yeah. Um, which I'm glad I got a close up shot of because at first, the first thing I wrote down and then later crossed out once I saw it closer was like Buffy's dress covered with green dot 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 bats? Question mark. <laughs> it looked like bats to me. Of course <laughs> it did. I think everything is bats, Steve. Not, not everything is bats, okay? <laughs> to break it to you <laughs> but if only no nope oh. nope oh. no okay <laughs> how do you feel about animal print um i don't have any animal print clothes mm-hmm. uh i guess i don't have a real problem with it i guess it looks i don't know something about it makes it like it seems sort of childish to me is that yeah. is that a thing like i feel like it's something Younger people wear, but I don't know. I'm I'm really not the fashion guy. Yeah. Uh, do you like? Do you have a feeling about it? Um, for me personally, it's not something that I've ever uh, felt matched with my personality. So I've never owned anything that oh, was. Oh, do animal you think print. it has like a personality that goes? Mm, yeah, I, I have some coworkers that mm-hmm. have like they look really amazing in it. Like they have some animal print like. Okay. Shoes. And do you think it's, like it matches some aspect of their? Yeah, personality? it just it works for them. It just looks good in a way that I don't think I would look good in it. But it's kind of, I feel like animal print, it's just like, is there a time that animal print is out of fashion? Because, mm. like, I know people that wear it now. I knew yeah. people that wore it in high school and, like, years and years. Like, I just. Do different animals come and go? Like, it was, mm. was it like, yeah. this year it's tiger print, then it's, I don't know, panther print, gorilla print. Yeah. I don't know what kind of animal like, prints are out there. Ferret print. <laughs> Our cat runs away as we're talking about various animal prints. <laughs> Don't worry, Buffy. We we're would not never. Gonna... <laughs> she does have a luxurious coat. Mm, yeah, so soft. <laughs> Get over here. I need your skin. <laughs> I want to be fashionable. No, it just it just wouldn't work for me. Yeah, you're fine, Buff. It's yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that might be all I had for. Oh wait, let, let me double check. <clears throat> Oh, the crimped hair that you. Oh, that yeah. was the other thing I was gonna say. You yes. noticed that, and we're like, "What's the? What's up with her hair?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, that's called that's... crimping. <laughs> um, is that? I don't even know. How do they do that? <laughs> it was so. There's a little. I used to own this thing that did that. Oh my god! Did you have hair like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just I got it for a friend. <laughs> yeah, it's just for I was holding it for my friend. Uh, no, so it was pretty popular in like eighties, okay. early nineties. So I had a crimper. It's a little device. It looks like a. Do you know what a flat iron is? Yeah, it's that thing in our bathroom, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So imagine a flat iron that has little wavy grooves in it. Uh, so oh, you press sense. it, and yep. it um, makes little crimps like that. Okay. Yeah. Um. And is that, so that was, you said 80s and 90s was a... Yeah, 80s. I feel like it briefly came back. Like, I remember reading, like, a Seventeen magazine that was like, crimping is in this season. <laughs> so so Cordelia's hair would look normal at that time I period. think it would have, yeah. Okay. It didn't last very long. It was... Gotcha. Not, yeah, not long lasting <laughs> words <laughs> i'm just, wording real good babe <laughs> <laughs> okay it, it just yeah i don't know i it looked very brief. ridiculous to me oh yeah it does it <laughs> yeah. looks so ridiculous um i don't believe there are any photos of me with crimped hair but i have done it before but if we find one we're definitely going to tweet it <laughs> oh yeah for sure for sure and it was crazy because I, I have like pretty thick hair yeah so it was just nuts it was, it was not meant for do you crimp like your whole 
head of hair or is it just like a few strands uh you could you could do either you could do just okay. the like some top layers you could do just I, I remember um like a britney spears video in the 90s where she had like some tiny braids in her hair and some okay. tiny sections that were crimped and some that were called, like i think gotcha. that was briefly a Oh, uh, so speaking of hair, I I could never figure out what color Owen's hair was. And some shots, I thought he had like frosted tips. Did you? Could you? Um, that's what I thought too. I thought he had frosted tips. Okay, really? Okay, good. So I wasn't crazy. I thought maybe it was just some trick of the light. No, but I think it was more like they weren't. I'm used to like frosted tips that are like just a teeny tiny bit that are frosted. I think it was more than that. Okay, because yeah, because that's another thing I would have said. Like, does that go with the personality of? guy like that broody. thinks about death a lot yeah. and reads emily dickinson as a security blanket frosted tips doesn't seem like it but i don't you know again maybe it's maybe it was something about the fashion in the in the 90s that yeah, i just don't yeah. know and don't understand i mean no one did really was the no 90s like understood. a bad year for fashion would you say or bad decade rather bad year, yeah. <laughs> um i feel like yes okay I kind of think so. Looking at what everybody's wearing, like not not even the like. There's a lot of stuff that I you know don't even comment on specifically, but I'm just like that looks dumb. Like yeah. they're really no, baggy agree. everything, and like I don't know. I'm not. I not wonder though it. if like in the 80s mm-hmm. people were like, yeah, the 70s and the 60s, they were just a bad time <laughs> in fashion. Is it just they were too close to the 90s? Yeah. Like, yeah. Eventually, it'll yeah. be cool and retro. Like yeah. we do. I mean, people do. Yeah. yeah. The 90s fashion is making a is it really comeback? Yeah. I think so. Those I'll youngsters. To, I'll have to look into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Let's see. Did you have? Did you have a high high moment, low moment for this episode? Yes, my high moment, which I feel pretty confident we're going to name the same one because of our reactions when it <laughs> happened, was when Buffy's in the bronze dancing with <laughs> Owen, and everyone comes in to be like you need to like help drop like angel comes in and is like oh you have a date and like xander and willow come in and they're like hey like <laughs> it was just so funny and everyone's like trying so hard not to like reveal what's going on yeah. and be like we just thought we'd have a double date yeah yeah <laughs> i can't fight you on that one that's definitely the high moment of the episode yeah, yeah. i know because we yeah. were both like oh yeah what was, what was xander you said if uh i just thought we'd have a double date yeah. for the fun because of <laughs> the fun it's <Yeah. laughs> like such amazing delivery like <laughs> yeah. no so nicholas good. brendan is uh, he really inhabits the character of xander so well oh, totally possibly why as far as i know he's never Not had another really acting is. role yeah. uh maybe he just is xander um yeah. but but yeah no and his his deliveries are pretty great he makes a great sort of comic relief character totally. comic foil to the sort of seriousness mm-hmm. of the other characters um, especially with you know so many brooding dudes standing around mm, in that yeah, scene, right. like Angel like in the background and, and Owen standing there, yeah. like a brood off, <laughs> cool brood though. <laughs> um, yeah, did you have so? Did you have a low moment then? Um, I feel like anything in which the master is on the screen is kind of a low moment yep. for me. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say the the reveal of. The anointed one being the little kid, which I already mm. complained about earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I found that really disappointing. It's interesting because, like, when we started the episode, and it shows him like giving, like, pontificating and being like, "Oh, and she went on at the beginning." Mm-hmm. Um, I was like a little bit excited, like, "Oh yeah, I like the stuff that's like mm-hmm. the the over the arc." Um, and then I was like, "Oh, but no, I don't actually like the master. I don't find him that interesting." Yeah. He likes candles a lot, I noticed. There's a lot of candles in his lair. Do you think it's... Does he need light to see? Probably not, right? No. Vampires are creatures of the dark. So they're just, like, ritualistic or decorative. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's living in a, a Is it, he's mystical cage. Like, he's living in an old cage. church, prison, right? Yeah. Like, he just found candles lying around, maybe. Yeah, and he's like, probably. I'll just spruce this place up a little bit. Make put it, some yeah, candles around. Yeah, a little homey touch. Ooh, scented candles. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 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 do you think you could put blood in a candle? I <laughs> mean, <laughs> like you know, like a vampire might like that, right? <laughs> like a blood-scented candle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, babe, there's only one way to find out if you can put blood how in a how candle. How much blood do you have? Are you holding it. <laughs> do we still have that pile of blood that you drew from my arm? No. For the- <laughs> 
Josh made me throw it away. Oh, that's right. It's <laughs> very uncomfortable. <laughs> that blood just sitting in the apartment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Listeners out there, uh, Lisa is a phlebotomist <laughs> and drew, <laughs> drew a vial of my blood for, I don't know what you for call it. For a party. Show and tell. Yeah, for yeah, a party. For a party. <laughs> 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 I don't know why you didn't know how to explain that. <laughs> yeah, that explains it. You're right. I don't know what I was mm-hmm. thinking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, vampire might like a blood scented candle. No, I'm I'm sure they would. And and now that now that we're saying it, I think we should make some get... blood scented candles and sell them on the website or something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at welcome to sunnydale dot com. Blood candles. It's probably illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can oh, sell you know your what? blood. It, no, it probably is. Yeah, I know that. I mean, there's definitely laws sell against blood, selling right? blood. No, that's why you have to. But if you, if you sell blood scented to something, is that? I mean, how are you gonna get the scent though? I don't know. I mean, how much? How much? If, if it's what just enough blood to a, scent yeah, it, does that right? count as selling your blood? Like, yeah. Mostly, I'm selling a candle here. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I don't know. There might be there might be a way to extract the like the scent. For, you know, like if you have a banana scented candle or something, you just have the banana esters. You don't need like a whole yeah. banana in it. I don't Is think there like has any esters though? <laughs> yeah, it's not like a fruity ester smell. <laughs> but okay, but if you were to just extract the like, I don't know, the hemoglobin or whatever it is that gives the blood its smell. It's, yeah, you just have to like put iron. You'd have to make like an iron. An iron. Yeah. Candle. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if you just like took rust, just like dissolved mm-hmm. rust in water or something like that. Can you do awesome. that? Yeah. Yeah. Rust must dissolve but in yeah. something. Oil, That's maybe. It's a wonderful smell that I think will be very popular. <laughs> Rust scented candles. Rust scented candles. <laughs> we'll call them blood scented. We'll yeah. Put some yeah. red dye in there. Oh, It'll totally. be fine. Yeah. Totally. It's going to be a very money maker. Oh, yeah. We're going to really start cashing in on this, this is our whole first, podcast. First million dollar idea. You heard it here first. Blood Don't steal candles. it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, edit this out. Edit it out. Edit it out. Did you have other. Uh, uh, I think that's all for me. Thanks. Do you want to do you want to give the episode a rating? Um, I have a few more. Oh, okay, just Random notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I guess this goes back to the fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Owen just like pulls out a pocket watch and it's like, you couldn't even borrow my watch. And I'm like, <laughs> you're such a dick. <sighs> and then when he mansplains to her what time seven o'clock is, yeah, it's when the little hand points here. Like, Ooh, right. <laughs> and then Xander just has a really adorable like Tweety watch. <laughs> yeah. <just> yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty funny mm-hmm. um oh buffy's pager yeah <laughs> how did that how did we not mention that yet oh goodness pagers did you ever have a pager no no i never had a pager <laughs> i don't i don't know what i would have done with a pager if i had one and probably nothing <laughs> um we did high moment low moment um yeah i guess that's good i guess one of the other things i randomly wrote down is like it bothers me anytime somebody gets a headache in a show and they ask for aspirin oh yeah and it shouldn't it's a dumb thing to get bothered by but i don't know anyone in the world that's ever been like do you have an aspirin (laughs) i maybe ibuprofen is like too hard to say and like advil is a brand name so you can't say it or something yeah it's probably like that just weird I don't know, yeah. Have you ever asked for an aspirin? No, because I take ibuprofen. Yeah. Because it's better. Like, yeah. <laughs> like normal people yeah. that know how to solve the problem of a headache <laughs> with ibuprofen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe that is it. Maybe it just it, like sounds garbled when or it's too easy to confuse. Yeah, it's too... Like blah, 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 blah. Advil just has better name recognition. Yeah. Um, or aspirin, rather. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, did you do ratings? Yeah, sure. Let's give it a rating. Um, I... I don't know. This episode was, it had it had a couple like fun moments, like mm-hmm. Xander's the the high moment we talked about, but yeah. and the the moment with Giles, um, sort of revealing that he doesn't really, you know, that he's sort of muddling through things too. Like mm-hmm. uh, those are both mm-hmm. good moments, but they don't really redeem for me what was otherwise kind of a boring episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say three out of 10 uh dresses that have green non-bats on them oh, three out of 10 <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't really care for this episode I, it, like everything about it just felt contrived like the whole like high schoolness of it like mm-hmm. buffy trying yeah. to go on a date this one-off character that's just gonna go away like is he is he <laughs> yeah and like 
I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find anything really charming about Owen. I, his mm-hmm. character didn't make a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah. The anointed one was kind of like a Murr. boring reveal. It just, yeah, three, three is, three is the best I can give it. I'm afraid. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I also don't. I feel like it's just like first season episodes mm-hmm. they're just not that great yeah yeah for any listeners that don't know this show gets a lot better than the first oh, season yeah. please stick with us yeah. we promise <laughs> the show before will get i give better. my rating i have a question for you that, oh okay because yeah. i was talking to a co-worker mm-hmm. and um about like this podcast and etc um and she asked me because i was like oh for the first season is like it's just really bad it gets so much better after that and she's like oh okay um do you, is it important to watch the first season yeah. <clears throat> and I told her that I was like, I'm not sure if it is. You probably could start at the second season. I think could. you would miss some like character stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how important it you know is. What, you know what I'm going to recommend? Mm-hmm. I recommend that you start at the second season, watch through the end, and then watch the first season. Maybe that would be the way to do it. Because mm-hmm. you already point, love the characters. You already love the characters. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm enjoying watching these episodes, but it's, yeah, it's because I have this investment in these characters. It's true. Um, and I can see the things that they're building and it makes it, you know, seem much more yeah. interesting. Uh, you know, whereas when I first watched it, I didn't really care for it. And there isn't, there are some, yeah, there are some important, like, or not even important, but like funny callbacks to the first yeah, season that things. happen later in the show. There's there like things that are good. a few jokes and lines that you won't necessarily get in seasons two through seven, uh, if you haven't watched season one, mm-hmm. but it's really it's I don't ancillary. know that it's, essential, it's not yeah. that important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay. That was sort of what I, yeah, yeah. That's what I felt as well. I mean, I'm the, just, you know, my sort of compulsiveness about television would absolutely require me oh, to of watch course, of course. the first my, season of a show before I watch Mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I and if you're listening, watched all, the, if you're all through the seventh season of Gilmore Girls <laughs> and that was awful <laughs> yeah, yeah but i did it anyway yeah. and if if you're listening to a, a buffy the vampire slayer podcast i'm guessing you too listener <laughs> watch television in that sort of yes way. <laughs> yeah it's so, not a casual thing that you like yeah exactly yeah. um i guess my rating is going to be i still feel, i don't feel like it was that much worse than previous episode definitely not that much better okay there were funny things i laughed <clears throat> at about the same amount of funny situations as i did the previous episode mm-hmm. there's some relationship things like i think buffy and giles are starting this like father-daughter relationship or you can see where that's yeah going yeah, yeah. towards um so i'm still gonna give it like a a five out of ten i didn't hate it any more than other things mm-hmm um, so five out of ten. Um, beepers. <laughs> Pink beepers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up with some plugs. So mm-hmm. I've already mentioned our website, welcome to Sunnydale.com. You can find out everything you need to know there. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes, um, you can tweet at us at welcome to sunny. You can email us at welcome to Sunnydale podcast.com and uh, sorry, wait a minute. Welcome to Sunnydale podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's an email that's place. A, that's an email place. Exactly. Yep. That's, an email that's where they go. <laughs> um, and uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. I think we can probably wrap it up. Um, I'm a little bit um, hungry. Is there anything we can? Uh, oh yeah, we got we got over here. Time. I got some pork and beans. Pork and beans. <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>